Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is Derek Spech. Yeah, hello. You've been working all week, Derek. I have. You've been, been doing nothing. No. <laughs> well, it's that time of year, right? I, I put Did all nothing. The, all the flower beds got put away for the winter. Anything got put away? Where do you put them? <laughs> you know, do you pack you, them up? Do you roll them up? You chop down all the plants. You killer. <laughs> I have two season flower beds. When all the plants are chopped down and gone, it's uh, it's just mulch and decorative rocks, so that you know. And it's mostly uh, just stupid summer plants, right? So cannabis. No, I don't have. You any got of those. your four cannabis plants you're allowed to have? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> I got them on order. They come up in the spring. Yeah. So yeah, I put the flower beds away, and and uh, I picked. Oh, we get a. Uh, we uh, grew melons, mm-hmm. so I've got a uh, what is it? Candle honeydew. Honeydew. We got one honeydew. The green ones. Yeah, the green ones. You got well. One. There's four, but three of them are like small marbles. They just never grew. But the other well, one is like snacks. a nice big melon. Those are just for snacks. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> the only thing I haven't harvested is the uh, sweet potatoes. Wow. You can just leave them in the ground for quite a while. So farmer Derek. I know. Well, you just you didn't see vegetables and all that you just had plants <laughs> well i had to get rid of all the final vegetable plants and stuff like that clear out the garden and so that was that, that's what i did yeah we did our backyard we did the trees and we got a we had to trim them down and all that we did that two weekends ago mm-hmm. got yeah. all that done and uh uh yeah there was yeah we already done the garden front gardens all because all the plants or the flowers oh, okay. and stuff yeah. we have the flower gardens we don't have the vegetable f- grow mm-hmm. food well we gardens. have we have flower gardens too we we, we buy our food we don't just grow <laughs> <laughs> we ain't old-fashioned like you <laughs> well it's for the kids right the kids get to experience the, the the wonders of plant growth so they all can become farmers yes yeah, something like that <laughs> <laughs> times in the future well, when ha- times are tough <laughs> Derek's family are all farmers well when the zombie apocalypse comes my kids will be prepared because they'll know how to grow crops they'll be able to grow sweet potatoes and throw them at the zombies <laughs> <laughs> yes and they will be repelled because even zombies don't like vegetables <laughs> no no <laughs> they're just meat eaters <laughs> I had uh, my daughter had a, a party there the other day and uh, on the weekend while we were away and she had this vegetable tray, which nobody dipped into. So I was dipping into it. And later that night, I had a bit of an upset stomach. And I said, yeah, that's what I get for eating vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Curses. It's <laughs> time I touch a vegetable. I did it once. It nearly killed me at 3 a.m. Uh, yesterday was Halloweeny. Yes. How much candy are you kids get? You know, it's we don't go very far. They just get enough to satisfy them. We go door to door. So, but even they, they it's funny because uh, after Halloween, the bag sits in in the pantry, and they never think of it. Really? But I do. Oh yeah. So I get well, to I get to snack on it until like uh, Easter. And <laughs> there is the unwritten rule: if if Dad takes the kids out, he gets. At least ten to fifteen percent cut. <laughs> so when you're div- divvying up the candy, yeah. this is your suckers. These are your chocolate bars, your bags of chips. This is a crap no one will <laughs> eat. So you might as well just chuck it now. Well, you see, I have a trick for that too. It's uh, I, I'm on, I'm on a very quiet street, and on a big year we might get six door knocks. Really? Normally we get wow. one or two door knocks. Yeah, that's us. So I buy enough candy for about forty 
kids. <laughs> oh, we buy one of those like 100 to 200 yeah, chocolate I, bar boxes. I buy so much candy and then, well, I guess there are no kids. <laughs> it's all mine. Yeah. You want it out of the house? I'll take it and put my desk at work. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I do that. <laughs> and then yep. I come home with a bellyache. Why is your stomach <laughs> upset? Because I ate that whole box of chocolate bars before lunch. <laughs> Well, it usually does last quite a while because it's, yeah. I don't snack on it a lot. No, you have a couple here. You they, have a couple there. We were, uh, was it, my my dad was visiting uh, a week and a half ago and uh, I pulled out the last of last year's Halloween chocolate bars. Whoa. Oh, they're still, they're still good. They're still good. Really? Yeah, they didn't even turn white or anything. They were still good chocolate. Did you hand, you should just, just, just handed them out. <laughs> Save them. Yeah. Trick or treat. Here you go, little kids. <laughs> Here's the stuff from last year. Yeah. <laughs> try this. Try it. Hope you don't break your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so now last year's ha- Halloween candy is all gone. <laughs> it takes you a whole year. Yeah. Wow. Dude. So how is the Easter candy from this past Easter? Is it still there? <laughs> yeah. The uh, yeah, There's still three months, four months on that. We still have... We still have uh, two or three of those lint golden bunny things. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> They're in the cupboard. How How does that happen? We forget about it. It just sits there. How does that happen? It's <laughs> <laughs> like somebody saying, oh, I forgot to eat. How? <laughs> how do you forget there's chocolate? What, what cupboard do you put it in? Well, see, the kids The one don't... in the back of the shed on your neighbor's house? <laughs> I forgot it was in there. <laughs> there's we there's uh, in the upper cupboards we put the 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 lollipops and stuff away and stuff like that for you know Becca gets a haircut time for a lollipop but uh, yeah we usually have to uh, have to get new ones because the old ones you know how they go all soft yeah yeah so we it's like oh they all want soft again so you throw them out and have to go buy new ones. Just throw them out and say, no, you ate them. <laughs> yes. Or before they get soft, eat them and yes. say, no, you yes. ate them. <laughs> wow, you still got chocolate in your house from Easter. Yeah. And it's the good <sighs> stuff, too. It's that lint golden bunnies. I'm going to have a heart attack here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that happens. I'm going to have to write a letter to somebody. <laughs> My local parliament guy or something. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's uh, When I get into the candy, I just I go all whole hog. But then for like two months, I'll forget about it. And like, oh yeah, I have chocolate in the cupboard. Then I'll go grab a couple more, and I can reach out my hand. Yes, your cabinet right there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Whoa, what do we got here? We've got a thirty-two percent cocoa chocolate bar and a seventy percent fine dark chocolate. I must say, nice finest milk chocolate. I must say, wine rich is eighteen (laughs) ninety-five. They got little silver. See, I mean, this is fine, fine chocolate, my friend. <laughs> this isn't just your run-of-the-mill yeah. garbage. It's and good this stuff. Is, this doesn't get shared. <laughs> but your stuff. Oh, hey, that reminds me. Um, remember when we went to the Outdoor Adventure Show in Toronto? And I bought a whole bunch of those fancy... Oh, fancy chocolate like, stuff, ho- yeah. The, the spicy chocolate and stuff like yeah. that, and the salted chocolate. Yeah, the stuff I told you not to buy. I still have those. Yeah, well, see, that's why I told you not to buy it. You could have put that money towards a new flashlight <laughs> to go to your collection of flashlights. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're down down in my basement, down by the uh, TV. Collecting dust. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> when the zombie apocalypse happens, 
while your kids are throwing sweet potatoes at the zombies, you're going to be downstairs mowing down on chocolate. <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. Yeah. You've got a plan just right. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. Got to write a letter. I don't know. Maybe I might have to go all the way to the prime minister on this one. I think there's laws against this sort of thing, Derek. <laughs> yes. I don't want to be implicated as an accessory to chocolate wasters. What is wrong with this man? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, man. But it's not being wasted. It's being slowly enjoyed. By the bugs? <laughs> it's it's not like, like scotch the longer it's... <laughs> you know? That part that's like melting and evaporating is not the angel's share. Because even the angels are going, ew! <laughs> what's, what's interesting is when you, the cheaper chocolates turn white over time. Yeah. After about a year or two. But the good, high-quality chocolates tend to last a long yeah, time. Yes, I wouldn't know about, <laughs> about that. That, to me, is just like a myth and a rumor that it goes white after two years. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See? See, that's what happens when you don't get enough chocolate. You get the coughs, coughs. and some lung disease, and you're going to start dying because you didn't get enough chocolate, and you're eating too many sweet potatoes. Yes. That's my theory. I'm sticking to it. So oh. Halloween. Yes. <laughs> witches. Tell me about witches. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Witches. Paddling witches. So, so it was, uh, when was it? I think it was last weekend. Was it last weekend? Last weekend, It was yeah. Saturday. So last Saturday in, uh, so it would be the Willamette River in Oregon. So it's like uh, Seattle. Portland. What? Portland, Oregon, right? Yeah, Portland, yeah. Uh, Seattle, Tacoma, that area. Yeah. So it's, uh, so the Willamette River there was a, now this is the second year they've done this, but they had a huge turnout this year. So it, it, a lot of them were, a lot of the groups were smaller, but overall there was like, according to some of the reports and everybody seems to have different numbers, but over a hundred. So there was some of them say hundreds, hundreds. but I don't think there was that many, but there was uh, over a hundred witches and warlocks on stand up paddle boards on the Willamette on the Willamette River in Oregon. And uh, to look at the pictures, I think that would be, what a laugh that would be to to be walking your dog in the park or something. You look out on the river and it's like, what? All these witches coming down <laughs> at you. <laughs> What's going on? Now, it was for a good cause too, right? Yes. So they were donating uh, clothes to, uh, who did they say they donated the clothes to? Uh, Sunshine Division and Our House yes. in Portland. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You, yeah. So it's for a good fundraising cause. Fundraising and yeah. whatnot. And everybody's out there having a good laugh on their stand-up paddleboards. Yeah. Dressed up as witches. What and, a blast would that be, eh? And a lot of them, of course, look like the uh, Wizard of Oz witches with the striped socks yes, and the pointy yes. hats yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, yeah. you, you're putting the uh, whole little celebratory thing yeah. going on there and that's that's cool to go and have some fun yeah. for a good cause like that boy that would be so fun but yeah a floating coven <laughs> <laughs> a little dangerous being close to the water there <laughs> and what 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 was the uh one there they were on twitter oh the boing boing that's on the boing boing website the boing, yeah it says uh oh where is there it, it is. here horror movie male supporting character don't worry, witches can't fly across bodies of water. It's like how demons can't cross salt circles or vampires need to be invited in. 
Witches, begin paddleboarding. Supporting character. Oh, no! <laughs> Bone-crunching noises. <laughs> that is pretty funny. A floating coven. Yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, other than that, uh, and my kids were too old to go trick-or-treating now, so my... You're free, never too old. My free candy days are over. <laughs> yeah, I'm going out as a tall kid. <laughs> no, I'm just a tall kid. I'm 12. <laughs> it's a fake beard. Yeah. Shaved my head just to look the part. <laughs> no one buys that anymore. Yeah, they've caught on. But no, we, we don't get very many kids uh, trick-or-treating here either. Every no? year. No. We're on one of these U-shaped streets. And we had a whole bunch of people move in the one side, and none of them celebrate Halloween. Oh. So their lights are all off. Okay. So, and of course, we're at the bottom of the U, right? So nobody picks So them. everybody w- looks down the one side. There's no lights on, so they just keep on going. Oh. So it's just like... <sighs> but yeah, so yeah, whatever's left is mine. Mine, 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, so last weekend... Now we talked about uh, getting stuff ready between it's the sh- you know the shoulder seasons where yes. stuck yeah. between fall and winter right yeah. now, and we talked about getting your stuff, getting some stuff put away, some stuff brought back out. Mm-hmm. Well, we went to Mew Lake in Algonquin Park for the weekend. Uh, it was an, just a one nighter thing. Okay, got the hot tent and all that out and uh, take it all up, set everything up just to make sure it's all working and stuff like that. So we got up there. Now, if you reserve a spot in Algonquin Park, uh, this time of year, Mew Lake is the only one that's yes. open, yeah. right? So you reserve your spot. The people that were on it this before you, they get to stay on the site till two o'clock. Cause, and realistically, the site's not yours till two. Yeah. It's sort of like when you go to a hotel. Yeah, exactly. Right? You got to check out by 11. Mm-hmm. You can't check in till three sort of thing. So whatever. So we got up there, we got our permit, we went or just drove around. People were still on the site, so uh, we went and said hello to a bunch of people that we know that were staying the weekend yeah. and, and whatnot. Um, then we went and did Beaver Pond Trail. Uh, nice walk. Uh, it had snowed, and the more farther east you go through the park, like the Highway 60 corridor yep. goes straight through, the farther east you go and the higher you go, the more snow there was. Got it. Yeah. Right. And so we got out there. There was, a, there was still, there was snow, a, you know, a bit of snow out there still. And the, uh, trail people had packed down the snow. So it was a bit icy in spots. And, but we had a nice little walk and there was no, no one around, uh, for most of the trail. And you can hear the birds and stuff, but there was like no crowds. There was no lots nice of noise. Quiet. It was yeah. quiet. A, a real nice walk through the woods in, in the snow in the winter sort of thing. Uh, then we went and did the visitor center and had some lunch and our, we just made sandwiches in the truck and stuff like that. Then we went back to the, to Mew Lake and people were gone. So we started setting up. Here's the problem with having a hot tent. Okay. Not everybody has a hot tent. Yeah. And in the radio free, dog free, non-electrical portion of the park where we were away from the main electrical and, and whatnot. It's a lot of regular tents, mm-hmm. you know, like the summer tents, that sort of yeah. stuff. So when you're setting up your hot tent and it should take you to totally unpack, set up and everything like that, stove going, everything, hour and a half-ish, right? Okay. 
should not take you three and a half hours. <laughs> should not. <laughs> what happened? So, because we get there and we go, okay, 3.30 is the costume contest. Oh, Now, yeah, the camping yeah. family, that uh, Dwayne Sontag, um, and another uh, group that we know, another guy that we know there, they were dressing up. And they said, you've got to come check them out at the costume contest. There was a nipple slip. I won't tell you that much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there were a couple of drag queens. Uh, they were just done to the nines. Oh, yeah? Wow. Yeah, yeah they came in third they place. All- they came <laughs> in third place. Everybody's like, they should have come in first. <laughs> uh, but it was, it, it was, everybody has a lot of yeah. fun doing that. So this was the Halloween Mew Lake weekend type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, they and they they have the whole thing, so you're we're I'm, I'm trying to set up stuff and people are stopping. Wow, that's pretty cool, and they uh, want to ask about it. They want to talk about it. There's a stove now in there, I understand. and you know, <laughs> and of course I've got the wood floor. Yeah, and then I've got the stove. Well, now I've got bunk beds. <laughs> it's, it's like oh, it's a five star. It's a setup. five star <laughs> setup, Chateau Roly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my abode. <laughs> Let me nip down into the basement and grab a bottle of our finest. <laughs> so of course everybody's like, "Yeah, we've we've we thought about winter tents and stuff because we we're getting older and we've got these regular tents that we sleep in. Yeah, you know it gets cold and blah blah blah. So of course you're sort of obligated to say, "Well, why don't you come and take a peek? And this is what it's all about. So you open it up and you're showing them the inside. Of course they look in there like. Oh my God, this is so warm because you got the stove going yeah, already. And exactly. That. They're like, wow, this is warm. And you got, if it's, if it's beds, like the, <laughs> the, the cots. Yeah. Uh, there's these uh, disco beds that we've talked about. Yes. There. Yeah. Uh, so those fit there. And you got a chair in here and your, your barrels over there, which we use our barrel that we take canoe tripping. Yeah. Like a table. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I put our gear in there that we need inside, like your pots, pans, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And then the lid. We can either take off, put on our lap as a table or leave there and you can use it as a side table. Yeah. At night, you can put stuff there, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. And, and they're asking questions and all that sort of, and then, oh, awesome, thanks. And off they go and you turn around to do something and there's another, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna have a. Pa- I'm just gonna put it. Okay, here, watch the video. I got stuff to do. <laughs> do, 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 do. Welcome to the video. <laughs> Hot tenting. <laughs> if you look to the left. <laughs> so, so now I understand why it took over three oh hours. Oh my god, like three and a half hours. So I, I just sent Tracy. I said, you know what, this is gonna be a while. Cause she's even sitting to the side and she's like, you know, we we. We, we, we gotta go the contest. and I said you know what hey, you know what you got the map go do it take your camera make sure you get a couple pictures for me because yeah. I, I gotta get this done and then uh, so so off she went and unfortunately I missed a, a really good thing um, but yeah so <laughs> it took me an hour and a half to take everything down and pack it into the truck yeah so there's no way it should have taken me that. Yeah. but like I say I mean people are interested yeah, in it. and if it's exactly. gonna get them interested yeah. in it and and sort of thing, then it then it's it's worth taking the time yeah. to, to do that sort of thing. Um, but I mean, I had people all. I mean, we were only there for an overnighter, mm-hmm. so and people were coming up constantly saying, "Oh, that's pretty cool," just because no one around us yeah 
had one, right? And it's the time of year where it's not the hardcore winter campers. It's right. people who aren't familiar with it. Yeah. So they haven't really seen it before. Exactly. See, last year we were up at Halloween and it rained. Oh, okay. So this year, not a speck of snow in the campground. I set it all up. It's all great, groovy, fantastic. Uh, get it all set up. Um, <clears throat> now at Mew Lake, after the co- the, con- the Halloween contest, everybody goes back to their sites. They make themselves dinner or whatever, get everybody all dressed up. And then the kids come around. Oh, trick or treating. Yeah, they give you a little uh, thing to put on your uh, indicator to put on your, your post. If you're doing the Halloween if you're thing. Doing, so you put that there and the kids know to stop by and yeah. and hunt, hit you up for some uh, free candy, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did that, and they were coming. Around. So I'm I'm getting a fire going there on the stove or the 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 fire pit. Yeah, because I still cook my burgers and all that outside, yeah. right? So as I'm getting that all ready, the kids are coming around. We're handing candies out, having a couple of beers, and that's the kids weren't otherwise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, the kids weren't. Uh, strange things happen. Uh, yeah. So then we eat dinner, and then uh, everybody's. I get a text uh, from our other buddy Johnny, uh, um, and these. Yeah, we're going over to this site. You know, grab a couple of beers, come on over for the evening, and we all just sit around. We laugh, joke, have a good time around the fire, somebody else's fire, and, you know, you talk to people. Like yeah, you you yeah. see you only there sort of thing. Exactly. Everybody's all over the place, right? Um, and then, yeah, it was a good night. And then, must have been about 10 o'clock, it started snowing. Nice. Wet, heavy snow. Oh. Collecting snow. Oh. So, I think about, it must have been about 10 there, because we'd been up, like, since 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do the big drive up and spent all day. Okay, yeah. So even Trace is going, you know what, I've, I'm ready for bed. So, okay, off we go. And, of course, we're up in the non-electrical, radio-free, dog-free area, yeah. which is way up. And everybody else is way up. So you're, oh, my God, I'm going to Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Does me Lake have an Uber? <laughs> and you're, you're walking, and it's quiet. Because the snow's falling, there's no noise up yeah. where we are, and all you're hearing is a crunch, crunch, crunch cool. as you're walking, right? Which nice. is cool. Yeah. No cars going back and forth, yeah. that sort of thing. Everybody's in bed already because it's snowing. And, uh, yeah, so we get in and get the stove going and everything like that. And Like I say, this was the weekend to make sure everything was working right. Yes. Yep. So my big thing was um, the, the, the beds, making sure they were right. Okay. So with the beds there, I got the extra wide or the the extra large version, so it's like fits so taller people. If yeah, they're seven feet long. So and I'm I'm just over six feet. I'm six one. Mm-hmm. So it fits me perfectly. Yeah, uh, fits Tracy phenomenally. Yeah, yeah. I can put a dog <laughs> at the end of her <laughs> her feet are, um, but they're wider. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there. That was a big thing as I'm setting it up and thinking, ooh, maybe this might not work. A little too wide. Yeah, but once you get it in, and you got to think about how to set it up beforehand as well. Okay. So you set, you put the pre-planned. You set the t- the tent up because mm-hmm. you got the center pole. Yeah. Then you set up the beds. Mm-hmm. Then you bring in the stove. And then you do just the opposite when you're shutting. <laughs> when you're taking so it you let everything die down yeah. in the stove, and you're packing everything up. And by the time you get everything packed up and in the truck, the stove is cool enough to that you can take the pipe off mm-hmm. and take the stove out and set it out. Now I've got the tray that I can just lift out and dump all the ashes oh, okay, into yeah, the yeah. fire pit. Yeah. And then so everything cools off outside mm-hmm. while you're taking the beds apart. Yeah. And then you take the the stove apart, right? Yeah. 
and or sorry uh, yeah then you take the tent apart then you take the stove apart and then you put it all in the truck and then you load the floor on top of everything yes and off you go yeah right so an hour and a half to do that um the one thing we did notice that with these extra large beds if i were to put the stove straight like oh, i had last no time oh there's room but i'm thinking it might be just too close yeah you know like i could have put wood there i wouldn't even have to lean off the bed <laughs> to open the door yeah. and, and i think you know what it's that's, a little hot. that's a little too close for my comfort so i angled it to the uh, towards the other wall to the other side of the the center pole and then i slept with my head on the other end which actually turned out well because tracy's sleeping on the top bunk with her head at that end so mm-hmm. her um body weight is on the one end and then my body weight's on the other end okay right so the 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 bigger part your upper part mm-hmm. is where her her legs were over top yeah and then my legs where her upper part was. Mm-hmm. So that really evened out. And just trying to get back into the sleeping bag in the middle of the night. Yeah. I yeah. need her a couple of times. <laughs> that'll Oops. earn her. That'll earn her. <laughs> Accidentally, quote, quote, finger quotes. <laughs> so was the, was, was the bed comfortable? Phenomenal. Yeah? Oh, geez, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking now, about getting rid of our beds upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really comfortable. So what did Tracy think about being on the top bunk? Was it too hot? Like, because I... No, I, no. I, and you know what? That's my big thing is like... See, I'm, th- that's the thing when I go camping. Yeah. Um, when I go summer camping, if it's raining... Yeah. And I've ta- I'm taking somebody that's never done it before or has only done it a couple times. Yeah. I'm always in my brain thinking, I hope the tent doesn't leak because then they're going to get wet and they're not going to have a good time. Yeah. And, yeah. and the same with this. It's like, I hope they're warm enough because if it's too cold and they're not going to have a good time, not they're not going to get sleep. Yeah. They're not going to want to do it again. Yeah. And this is the whole purpose of all this is so that we start going as a couple, yeah. Yeah. not just me, because the yeah. kids are old enough now, yeah. right? They don't need to be be looked after. Exactly. Um, so that's one of the reasons I was happy she was at the top bunk because the heat stays up there a bit longer. Exactly, yeah. So she'll stay warm. Yeah. And I'm down at the bottom bunk, but the way I had angled the stove by my head on the floor was a pile of wood. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was roll over on my side, put one hand on the floor sort of thing to support myself, yeah. reach out with the other hand, open the stove so door. you don't even have to leave the bed to restock the I stove. I just have to re- lean over, reach out, <laughs> throw the wood into the stove, close Perfect. it. <laughs> yeah. I left the flue on the pipe open. Yeah. And I could adjust everything with the uh, adjuster on the door. Yeah. Right? So it, it burned in a nice temperature. Yeah. It'd take the chill out of the air, nice. But wouldn't get so hot that it would burn the wood super fast. Okay, yeah. Um, so that was all. So so far, everything was working out perfect. Mm-hmm. So far, so far. <laughs> okay. So when we went to, we set up in the afternoon. Yeah. It was fall. There was no snow. Yeah, it was fall. It was a beautiful fall day. When we woke up in the morning, it was winter <laughs> with three inches of snow. Well, that's kind of nice. It was. Oh, it was a beautiful, beautiful sight waking up to that. Uh, In the middle of the night, you're sitting there. And when you open the door, because you could hear the snow falling and landing on the tent. Yeah. But it was cool. So it was just landing on the tent. It was staying. And then when you throw the wood in, it starts to heat everything up. Then all of a sudden you hear this big whoosh. And the snow would start sliding off the tent. (laughs) And you're just like, what was that? What was that? (laughs) And then, oh, you're, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. It was the snow just... (laughs) just sliding off the tent but then when i woke up in the morning about 6 30 ish or so i got up 
and it didn't seem the temperature wasn't changing. I threw wood in, and it really what the wood wasn't catching. And okay. This stuff should have caught pretty fast. Yeah, and it just wasn't. And I'm thinking there's something going on here. Something going on. And then when I opened up the stove the next time, the smoke just rolled in. Rolled in. So I slammed it shut. And I'm thinking, hey, something definitely wrong here. So I got out of the sleeping bag and everything like that, and got a stuff, got my bellows thing and everything to, to get it going. And the thing just filled the tent <laughs> with smoke. And I wow, my eyes were burning. And so I just opened the tent door, left it wide open, got all the smoke out of there. That sort, just like wow, what the heck is going on mm-hmm. here? I have never used the spark arrester on the top of the stove pipe okay. before, right? So it's causing back pressure. Well, yeah, because I'm figuring if if the the fire dies down about three in the morning, yeah, right. You, mm-hmm. you go to bed, you put a bunch of wood on, yeah, get a nice slow burn just to take the chill off. About three in the morning, you've got to get up and put more wood on, right? Yeah, you go outside, you have your pee, you put the wood on, that sort of stuff. You jump back in your sleeping bag and Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Um, so I, I took the, I got outside and sitting there like something's going on here. I took a shovel and I slowly lifted the spark arrestor off the pipe. Yeah. And there was probably a good quarter and a half inch oh. of like cake. So it's just particles it just stuff. coked up. Yeah. Totally. Huh. So no smoke was going up. No air was coming down. Yeah. The only time anything would happen was when I opened the, opened door. the door and everything back, yeah. back fed. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, uh, took that out and then all of a sudden you see all this smoke start coming right out the top of the pipe and I'm cleaning this thing off. And all of a sudden I hear from inside the tent, can you come and turn this thing off? It's like a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> I walked back into the tent. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So now I've, I've heard, I, I, I posted a picture of this thing and, um, one of the things I was told is the mesh metal mesh part okay. in the middle of the spark arrestor. Because all I wanted to do is, well, well, sorry, which I sort of got off track here. Three or four in the morning when your fire goes down. You don't want, the, you don't rain want or the snow, snow or rain coming down, down yeah. and putting out the coals that are there or filling mm-hmm. water, that sort of. And that's the only reason I put it on there. Yeah. Never thinking. Yeah. So somebody says, just cut out the metal part yeah. in the center there. So you can still use the um, spark arrestor so stuff doesn't come in. Yeah. And as well, if any sparks that are going up are going to hit that arrestor and not go up and fall down and put holes in your tent. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. But somebody else had said, well, I use an elbow. That's so what I have So top is an elbow. That, Comes out at an angle. Yeah. But see, my pipe goes straight out and then the elbow would put it sort of like a 90 degree turn sort of thing mm-hmm. from straight up. Yeah. Right. So anything I'm shooting out, if it's not too going too fast enough, it's going to fall straight down anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's six and one half dozen the other. Yeah. I think I'm going to cut, just take a pair of tin snips. I'll cut that circle part out first. And if that doesn't work, I don't see why it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go the, 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 uh, elbow the angle part. Route. But the elbow, now I've got to try to fit that into the stove. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which, I've got the tray in there and everything like yeah. that, so there's not still, much room. So it's pretty tight. Yeah, so it's pretty tight. So I think I think that'll be a last resort is doing that. Mm-hmm. But um, so that was really the only problem we had. 
Which is why you kind of took it this time, just yeah. to work out the bugs for yeah. for winter, right? Well, you know what? And like I say, if I, I wouldn't have wanted to find that out when it was minus 30. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's going on? Because yeah. you're freezing your butt off yeah. trying to figure out why this fire won't go. Yeah. And you're not going outside to take a peek at stuff. Yeah. It went down to what? I think minus two. So I was out there and I'm just like, oh, you know what? Let me just take this off. Yeah. You know? And uh, that's what it was. So yeah, that's what we did and uh, had a great time. Excellent. Uh, packed up and went and did another couple of trails and uh, headed on home. So was there a lot of people at this? Uh... It was packed. Yeah? Packed. Absolutely packed. We had, well, we had a big box of chocolate bars for kids. Yeah. Gone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I got two. <laughs> what is it? I was two, gonna... two chocolate bars. <laughs> Half the box was Sean. And... <laughs> yeah. No, no, not even close. Not even close. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It was It was a big deal. The kids came trick-or-treating. The kids came around and totally cleaned us up. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it was. So that gets me thinking. Until ice actually forms on the lakes and rivers and stuff like that, yeah, there's really no reason why you can't. Did you, did you take a boat up with you? No, because we we're just going for. Okay, just over the one but night. Johnny took one up. Okay, buddy, Johnny took one up. Uh, I think you're going supposed to be going mountain hiking or something. Yeah, we're gonna uh, yeah with with Johnny and a bunch of them. So yeah, we're doing uh, Mount Washington in February. Yeah, which is in the Adirondacks. Well, Johnny brought his canoe, so they went around Mew Lake for yeah. for some time there. Uh, but there was a thin layer of ice on there on the Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, Trace got pictures of some ducks swimming, and there was this path through the ice they had made. Oh, okay. It's like, go home, ducks, you're drunk. Because it wasn't straight. <laughs> I was like, where are you guys going? <laughs> so so there, there was ice forming on the lake. Yeah. On Mule yeah. Lake itself. Yeah. Yeah, just a crust. Yeah. So, I mean, you could paddle right through it. Yeah. Ducks were for crying out loud. So, but I'm thinking. Well, that's a good indication what the water temperature is. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, cold. <laughs> so until the ice actually forms. Yeah. There's no reason that you can't keep paddling. Oh, no, absolutely not. Right. Um, prepared for it and where permitted you can you know you, you can still camp you know you can still do your canoe trips right now algonquin park their rule is when the ground is snow covered or lakes are frozen winter backcountry camping is not permitted on designated summer campsites or within 30 meters of a lake shore trail or portage yes so last week even though most people are not canoe tripping anymore, like this past weekend, snow wasn't really staying anywhere. Yeah. So if you were to throw your hot tent, stove, and gear into a into a canoe, you could have gone ah, interior. Yeah. With a hot tent mm-hmm. and camped. Yeah. Nice and cozy, and then when all that snow fell, you'd be far interior. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. It would have been. You know, because hey, like I say, just waking neat, up eh? to that with, on a regular campsite, car yeah. camping is cool, but. But you could into your camp. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and, and we both have hauled stoves and tents by sled into the interior. Yeah. So why not in a canoe? Yeah. I never really thought of that. You could just haul all that stuff by canoe into. Uh, because you can't go across lakes and stuff right now with your toboggan. No, of course not. <laughs> you could try, but it's going to be a very short flotation. trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regular tent and gear. If you're taking that, just a regular tent, yeah. right? You just got to prepare for below freezing temps, rain, snow. Yes. That sort of yes. stuff, right? It's going to happen. Because a lot of people woke up on Sunday and their tents were just 
covered in snow. Yeah. A lot of people had tarps over them as well. Yeah. Some people's tarps collapsed under the weight of the snow <laughs> and stuff. But, you know, you got you to gotta be ready for it. Hot tent, you take your tent, your stove, your gear, and the benefit of the stove, if it gets too too cold or stuff gets wet yeah. inside the hot tent, because we have the little loops that we put a rope in uh, clothespins oh, okay, around yeah, the top. Okay, yeah, just to hang stuff to dry. And then, oh, man, it, it it's my gloves this weekend, Sunday morning, I put my gloves on. Yeah. And it was like they'd just come out of the dryer. They were so warm. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get a onesie, hang it up overnight, and slip into it in there the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, lake trail. So if you're paddling, yeah, you got to just think, these are just things you got to think about at this time of year. Uh, lake travel. Keep close to shore. Yes. Make sure you know what the weather is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you got to watch out for wind, waves, that sort of stuff. Rain's coming. Yep. Snow's coming. Uh, you know, any of that sort of stuff. You're you're going to get soaked and you're going to get cold. Yes. And if you're interior. If you're prepared and you're aware of the weather, then it, you're pretty safe. But you have to really educate yourself. Yeah. I think, I can't remember who it was, but I think it was... It was Mark and somebody like the you somebody I, I don't know if it was you or not but uh, it was a December canoe trip and you guys had gone in and on the way back out it had f- the surface of the lake in the, in the small bays had flash froze so oh, somebody Marcus yes was, was that Marcus that was Marcus Rubino, so yeah. somebody was in the bow of the canoe with hand, a hatchet with a hatchet breaking yeah. the ice so they could pass yeah yeah it, yeah it just froze <laughs> overnight yeah. You know, you got you got to be be wary of that sort of thing. Uh, river travel is a lot more scenic this time of year with the snow, yeah. the tree. I mean, I took a couple of pictures there. I, I don't know if you saw with Mew, Mew Lake Falls and all that. Yes, all the pine trees had all the fresh snow on yeah. it, and the the spots between the the falls where the, all the rocks were covered in in snow and stuff. Really beautiful. So you're paddling down these rivers, yeah. and there's all these trees bowing over with all the snow and it's yeah absolutely like postcard scenic right even locations that you're used to being in it would be everything would be new it'd be totally different, different. Yeah. yeah yeah and these rivers and stuff like now the lakes canoe kayaks if you're taking a stand-up paddleboard make sure you're close to shore rivers yeah. same yeah. deal it's one of those things you just don't take undue chances. Like you can't be as relaxed and flippant as you know on a hot July day. It's like yeah. who cares if I tip over, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to be really cautious. Maybe even bring in a dry suit. Yep. You know, it's uh, be uh, prepared for it. Be prepared for freeze up, like we were saying there. Yeah. Overnight deep freeze could cut your your root off. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then, eh, <laughs> you know, you're you're you might end up having to slide your canoe across ice. Yeah. You know, yeah. taking you walking along mm-hmm. the shoreline, pushing your canoe, and that's going to make an awful long trip out. Oh, that would be horrible, yeah. eh? So make sure you check the weather before leaving on your trip, mm-hmm. paying close attention to temperature, winds, and the precipitation. Yes. The type of precipitation yeah. that's coming. Be prepared for weather to change without notice. That's happened to me. It's supposed to be yeah. a nice, cool weekend with chances of rain, and it turned into an ice storm. Yeah, and, and stuff at this on the shoulder season, that's the stuff that you have to be prepared for because you yep. don't know what things like you know the the weatherman. He's like he's playing darts. He doesn't you know. They, yeah, they're just yeah. Here's things, what could happen. Yeah, and, yeah, and you know they usually it's usually based on city centers and stuff where mm-hmm. the weather. But 
off in the middle of Algonquin or something or you don't or know wherever it's uh yeah the weather local weather phenomena can change drastically if you are on a trip be prepared uh, you may have to cut your trip short yeah and be a hasty retreat if the weather turns the ice happens or whatever exactly. if yeah. it doesn't feel right don't trust it yes right trust your gut dress for the trip day paddling dry suit on land clothing, dress in layers, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, if you're out on a trip while you're paddling for the day, make sure you got a dry suit or something on. Yeah. If you're, when you're on land at camp, dress in layers and stuff, you don't need your dry suit while you're walking around camp. Mm-hmm. Extra set of dry clothing, just to yes. be safe, that sort of thing. Benefit of a hot tent, stove acts as a dryer, like I said. Um, so, anything that does get wet, you can dry off. Yeah. Regular tent and tarp, easy for trips where you pack up and every day and move. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a big loop trip, but a hot tent. Yeah, you're base camping. You're base camping. <laughs> yeah, you're base yeah. camping and day tripping. Yeah. Because it's a lot of of, of thing time to set it oh, up, exactly, tear it yeah. down, pack it up. Yeah. And, and it uh, takes up extra room. Like you're yeah. you're talking like a, a normal pack and whatever, like you, you know, be two people two backpacks or mm-hmm. two canoe packs but with the the tent and the stove and stuff you're talking you're going to be if you have to do a portage it's going to be a wicked portage yeah. and you're limited in space in a canoe yeah and this time of year you've got extra, extra clothing gear right? for warmth yeah. bigger sleeping bags and yeah. yeah oh yeah so so for just general paddling and stuff there's main some things to consider when you're paddling in the winter yeah clothing cover yourself from head to toe dry clothing just in case Location, uh, like body of water, the type prone to winds, etc. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Companions. It's a general rule: don't go out alone. And what type of paddling are you doing? So clothing, dry suit. Um, that's the general. Get a dry suit. But considering dry suits, thousand dollars and up. Mm-hmm. Some people will just go with a wetsuit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Something that you prepared that if you do get wet, then it, you have some measure of protection from hypothermia. Yeah. Stay close to shore. When you're wearing your dry suit, you can layer your clothes underneath. Woolen fleece, no cotton. Yeah. Gloves, neoprene gloves or thicker neoprene mitts. And if you're kayaking, get the pogies for the glove. Oh, the yeah, hand, yeah, yeah. The hand, hand protection, yep. The hand covers that are, that are on the paddles themselves. Hat. A lot of heat escapes from your head, so you need to keep it covered and dry. Neoprene balaclava covers the top sides, bottom of your head. Because yeah. people think their their head, the top mm-hmm. of their head, like a toque. Yeah. Well, you got your the sides of your face. You got your neck. You got the back of your head down the back of your neck. You got to cover that as well, mm-hmm. right? Right down to where your, your neck on your suit finishes, you got to have your head piece going all the way down exactly there, yeah right feet thick wool socks under your dry suit um if or neoprene boots if your dry suit does not have the incorporated booties or socks whatever you want to call them yeah a pfd is an extreme must in well all times but especially this time of year yes oh absolutely like yeah. if you become incapacitated because of the cold and stuff you don't want to be like yeah, you got to yeah. have a PFD. Yeah. Any time of year, you have to, but especially in, in the any, fall. Th- any, this time of year, um, fall into winter, yep. especially when you're when you're winter paddling, yeah. 
go with the assumption you're going in at some point. Yeah. It's, and dress for yeah, it. Yeah. Location, body of water. Is it lake, river, ocean? You got to know. Is the area you're paddling prone to wind? Because once the wind starts, the waves start. Yeah. Chances are you're going in. Is it prone to fast changes in weather? Like Lake Opiongo. You'll be sitting there a nice day, and then all of a sudden over the hills comes yeah. the winds and the clouds yeah. and rain. And, and it doesn't take long for a big lake to get whipped up. Nope, not at all. Uh, is there a chance of the shoreline freezing up and preventing you to getting to shore? <laughs> right? So, I mean, that's, that's the thing as well. Is <laughs> How sucky would that be? You get up there and it's like, I can't get ashore. There's yeah, ice. There's ice now. <laughs> it's too thin to walk on. And <laughs> Is it fast moving water? What's the current like? Right? If you're in a river, if you're mm-hmm. paddling a yeah. river, is it a nice easy river? Is there very little current? Is it all of a sudden yeah. the, like a fast current going to suck you down? Are there rapids? Are there areas available for you to get off the water quickly in case things go sour? So you know your route. Yeah. Okay, if something happens between the start and the end, is there places I can get out easily, safely, you know, that I can get myself to safety? How easy is it to find a place to get warm if needed? Is there buildings nearby? Can you start a fire somewhere? Yes. You know, is there campsites or something along the route? That Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Uh, you got you really got to check where you're going and what's available to you as a resource. Types of paddling, canoes, lakes, rivers, and whitewater. Yeah. Kayaks, lake, river, and whitewater. Stand-up paddle boards, lakes and rivers. I don't think you're going to be hitting whitewater this time of year, even though people do the <laughs> yeah, surfing. They do. Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, people do the surfing, but it's usually, you know, you drive yeah. to the beach, you paddle out, and you surf back, you paddle out, mm-hmm. and you surf back sort of thing. So you're... If you're going over, you're, you know you're going over doing that. Yes. So you're prepared for that sort of thing. So I'm sort of not really incorporating that. You have to be pretty hardcore. Yeah. Rafting, you're doing white water or river with the good current. Yeah. Because you're not going out there paddling. Or, hey, let's go. Yeah. You know, no, you're not doing that. Uh, you know, <laughs> so. Companions. Always take someone with you in case of an emergency. Never go alone. Kayaking or canoeing, white water, you wouldn't do it alone in summer. Exactly. So why would you do it this yeah. time of year? Yeah. Stand up paddle boarded. You may be tempted to go alone, but just call somebody up and say, yeah. hey, I'm going out. You don't want to be that guy, right? <laughs> Canoe trip on a crisp winter morning, you might go alone. That would be the big one right there. Is, yeah. Because is you, know, you see a lot of pictures of people solo in their canoe yeah. going down that beautiful postcard Christmas <laughs> river, right? With all the frost yeah. and all the... Got to get a shot of this. Got to get a shot of this. Look, this one person alone in their canoe. Yeah. You know what? Hopefully there's another canoe behind you <laughs> with the one person and that sort of yeah. thing. Um, you, you, yeah, there, there's a lot of temptation. Like, no one's going to go. No one wants to go at this time of year, so I'm just going to go out. Yeah. Somebody will always go. Yeah. You know, I, like, I mean, I've called people and say, yeah. I'm going to go. Good luck with that. <laughs> then you know what? Maybe you don't go, but yeah. if you are, make sure you're prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, if for some reason you do decide to go alone, make sure someone knows where you're going. Make sure you're dressed properly with the assumption that you're going for a swim. Take a thermos, a hot coffee, soup, hot chocolate, etc. Because if you are getting really cold or or wet, exactly, you get that warm yeah. liquid into you, right? Uh, take a change of warm, dry clothes packed in a waterproof bag. 
And this is key. That's pretty yeah. important. Because Having of, a backup set of clothes. Yeah. If you get soaked, you get to shore. If you can get a fire started, that's great, but you're still soaked. Yes. So you strip off, you put the dry clothes on. Yeah. And, and sit next to the fire. You're that much life. farther along. That, yeah, that's that could be the difference between life and death. Stay close to shore if you're alone. Yes. Don't go out in the middle of a big ass. Even lake if you're and, with groups, even if yeah. you're not alone, it's you should just stay close to shore. Don't take chances of getting out in the middle of a big body of water in, the, in you know the fall or winter temperatures, right? Yeah, not yeah, not that time of year. Uh, take an emergency blanket and a fire starting equipment if you're going backcountry, especially if you're going mm-hmm. backcountry. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, again. You, you get those dry clothes on, throw an emergency blanket around you while that fire is starting to really yep. pick up heat. Get your core warm. And that, yeah, just get yourself warm that mm-hmm. way. You know, you got you got to think of that sort of stuff. So like I say, there there's no reason really to pack everything away. Until the water gets until hard. Until the water yeah. gets hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? You go out, paddle. You just got to really be thinking what you're doing. You got to, I know we joke, safety third. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Realistically, seriously, yeah. safety is is it's first, paramount. yeah, and it is it is so important because, like, I say, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the ones going, "Oh, look at that! Look at the news! Somebody in a canoe or in a kayak or a stand up paddle board is missing or drown or." And it happens all far yeah, too often. It happens way too often. If if unsure, take your wife to the movies. <laughs> there you go. You know, don't go paddling. <laughs> go to the movies. <laughs> You know, something like that. Go go to dinner. <laughs> Spend that money at dinner or something. But be smart about it. And, I mean, like I say, paddling in the snow is awesome. Except for, oh, that'd be three years ago now. We got hit with a whiteout. And we couldn't even see, like, 20 feet in front of us. Oh, no. Yeah, that was cool. But yeah. when you're going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't be the hero. If you got to call it, call it. Yes. You know, I came out three days early from one trip because it turned into an ice storm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be a bit of rain and stuff like that. And it just, the weather just plummeted, the, the temperature. Mm-hmm. And that rain turned into sheet ice. Oh, wow. I just turned around and zoop, came out what, three days early. <laughs> Time to get out of here. And uh, yeah, I said, you know what? No, I'm not sitting out there. I, was, I wasn't prepared for ice storms. No, yeah. I wasn't prepared yeah. for cold. Yeah. I was prepared for wet. But the ice was just... Yeah, a bit over the top. <laughs> so don't be a hero. Yes. So so places to paddle with snow and ice. I've just been thinking about where can I go? What can I see? Where are really cool places? Early winter local spots. Early winter, I mean winter, yep. mm-hmm. but still paddleable, mm-hmm. right? Algonquin Park, we've talked yep. about. Uh, after the first couple snowfalls, hit up some of the bigger rivers uh, that have not frozen over. You know, with some current and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, go paddle those, take somebody out, take a couple of canoes out and paddle those just to see the scenery. Mm-hmm. There's no noise. There's no, no crowds. Yeah. Any I, I, places that I would go is like known places that I know are usually busy mm-hmm. and it's like, so you kind of right paddle, canoe lake you, you or something get out of or, there quick because it's yeah. like oh, all the traffic and this time of year you could have a nice serene paddle on canoe lake and yep. enjoy it because it'd yeah. be so quiet there wouldn't be any traffic there wouldn't be any crowds even would mew be lake a... uh sunday morning mew lake yeah was like glass oh yeah and like oh man i would have loved to have been out there hmm. just nice beautiful yeah. not a ripple nothing sweet uh, but yeah this the scenic paddle like i say the postcard exactly paddle yeah. Yeah. right with yeah. all the snow on the trees and the shoreline and 
everything extremely quiet, no summer crowds. You're hearing the birds and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. Alaska. Paddler's Playground. Is it? It is. <laughs> you can paddle near glaciers like uh, Kenai Fjords National Park. Oh, okay. Right up to the glaciers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. There are areas where there's ice caves, and you can, like, kayak through the ice caves. Now, you're not going like, to be taking canoes and stuff. Are you talking through gl the glaciers? Yeah. Huh. There's, like, caves. And you, you sh they show people in on stand-up paddle boards and kayaks. Okay. So there's tours that'll take you and stuff like that. Cool. That, yeah, it's where you, you paddle around those well, sort of things. Well, that'd be neat. The Heli Glacier Tours in B.C., there's oh, okay. other places around the world that yeah. do that as well. They fly out? They fly you in a helicopter to these glaciers, like way up top in the mountains. Okay. Where the glaciers are starting to melt. Huh. Right? So in the spring, usually like May, June, that sort of thing, the glaciers are starting to melt. The lakes, the yeah. glacial lakes. Okay. And they land and you hop into a kayak and you paddle these oh, really? way up in the mountains in the top of these glaciers, these lakes. And you paddle around and there's some rivers that they form. Are, yeah. are starting to thaw. So you paddle down these these glacial rivers that and stuff awesome. like that. That would be awesome. That would be like really cool. I checked out this one, compasshelitours.com. Okay. And they're in BC. Um, but they do that, and there's some really cool looking pictures of all that. Huh. One place I saw, and I wish I had had a, a kayak at the time, Glacier Lagoon, uh, Jokul Sarlan in Iceland. In Iceland. Yeah, we were there. Beautiful. And there's all these, the glacier, the, the icebergs break off the glacier yep. and float on out into the ocean. Mm -hmm. And it's like right there. And you could paddle or stand up paddle board all around these icebergs. Oh, that'd be neat. And I was like, awesome. I was like, oh, I wish I had a, a kayak. But you know, the kayak wouldn't fit in the plane. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So the glacier lagoon in Iceland, I'd love to paddle there. Um, and then the Arctic and the Antarctic. There's tour companies that'll take you stand-up paddle boarding and kayaking all over the place up there. Icebergs, glaciers, wildlife tours, everything like that. And right about now, it'll be starting to get pretty darn cold up there. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's like I say, this is early, early winter. Early fall, early winter. Yeah. yeah, late fall, early winter stuff mm -hmm. when the snows and start flying. Yeah. And there's the icebergs and stuff like that. Yeah. Or early spring, late winter, late winter, early spring. When there's stuff starting, the ice is starting to melt off the lakes and all that. But there, okay. You yeah. know, there's still a lot of snow and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's, like I say, with these places, icebergs and all that. And the, with, with being up in the Arctic and Antarctic and stuff like that, you're seeing the animals yeah. migrating and stuff like that if you hit it at the right time of year. So that'd be, that'd be pretty cool as well. So, you know, every week. We, that sounds awesome. You got to be my tour guide and take me to some of these. We got to go do some of these things. <laughs> you know what? I will be your tour guide. You, some, <laughs> you be the money man. I'll be the guide man. These are great ideas. I know, eh? So I, I, I've never had a bad idea. <laughs> Except that once. We don't talk about it because 50 people died. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so, you know, like I say, we think of paddle boarding and, and kayaking and canoeing and rafting as... You know, as a, a summer, summer sport. sport. Yeah. And usually when kids go back to school in September, you see a lot of the boats put, put away in the garage. Yeah, because that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the ones that will last in their cottage till like Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And that's when they close up the cottage. Yeah. That's when all their boats go away. Yeah. 
And then there's the rest of us morons who just, you know, <laughs> whenever, yeah. you know, oh yeah, tap, tap, tap. Yeah, that's ice, you know. <laughs> uh, so you don't have to necessarily put your boats away. The no, minute. there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. There's still time until the water gets hard. Yeah, you just got to adjust your way of thinking Yeah, and be prepared. Safety first. Yeah. Right? Or safety third. Safety third, yeah. It all depends <laughs> on your point of view, buddy. Yes. <laughs> so that's all I've... Uh, wanted to talk about this week that's awesome is winter paddling and paddling in ice and Mm -hmm. snow and all that good stuff it it reminds me uh like me and pierre that the guy i do fall trips with we're just starting to talk now about planning a uh, fall trip somewhere we're just starting to talk next year no for like for this year yeah really so sometime the next we're gonna try and get away for a weekend uh, just for a long weekend or something and just Head up. We were thinking of El- Algonquin or, or something like that. Here, Tuck Tuck Tuck's nice this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like the we might do the Petawawa from Lake Travers and head south. Know what I mean? Just make sure you're ready to get wet. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll be ready That's going to be cold, dude. Yeah, it will That's be. That's going to be cold. Yeah. Uh, I was in touch with Warren. Yeah. And we should be going paddle boarding within the next couple weeks. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't that supposed yeah. to be this weekend? I haven't heard back. It might be oh. this weekend, yeah. So we're just trying to firm up the timelines. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, before it gets too cold. He asked if you were coming, and I said, yeah, whether you liked it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's all I've got. You got anything else this week? Well, I was just thinking if we're not doing uh, Warren's thing this weekend, because remember I, I was mentioning at the... Uh, What's the, 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 they have the Anorak making. Oh, the Anorak making. Anorak making yeah. class at the Canadian Canoe Museum. Museum in Peterborough. Right. Where you, uh, they show you and you get to build your own Anorak for, mm-hmm. uh, for winter camping and stuff. They, they, uh, you can get kits from them. You can make your Lure own muck locks. Lure the North, Lure yes. the North is actually Lure right. the North is doing it. So so they're running it out of the Canadian Canoe Museum, and you can make your own anorak or your own... It's on different weekends, but uh, you can do gloves. And This weekend is the anorak course, or you make your own mukluks. Speaking of gloves, because, you know, um, when we were coming back from Moosonee, yeah, Scott and I were sitting there, and I didn't realize it, but he was staring at this lady that I was staring at. Okay. And she was making deer skin gloves. She was sewing them. Oh. So she had all her stuff and she's by hand sewing. On the train? On the train. Yeah. We presume it was deer skin. Yeah. But yeah, she's sewing these gloves and. Cool. Yeah. Watched her making sets of them and everything. The, you know, basically exactly the same yeah. type of gloves that uh, Lure the North, North uh, teaches oh, okay. you to make. Yeah. So. Did you ask her if she's selling? No, we were just too interested in watching her do it. So, and then, then the baby started. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we sort of lost interest. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'll firm up with uh, Warren when we're going. But, yes, uh, yeah, yeah. We're going. It's, it's get starting to get pretty cold. Yeah, I, I got a wetsuit. What do you got? I, I, have, uh, I have shrunken uh, dry suit a stuff. Shrunken dry suit. Yeah. There you go. We're going in the nude. <laughs> well, I've got I've got uh, a, a decent thin three mil wetsuit, and I've got a couple six mil wetsuits for scuba diving, so that yeah, might work out too. Work out, yeah. yeah. Just leave the tanks at home. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Well, I guess that's it for this week then. Awesome. Show one hundred and forty-two. <laughs> awesome. I think. That's but who's what, counting? Is that one hundred and forty-two? Something like that. I think yeah, so. One hundred forty-two. 
That's what you've numbered it on the page here. Yeah. Wow. Well, if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find all our 142 episodes (laughs) on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, and the episode page on Paddling Adventures Radio. Uh, Drop us a line. Let us know what you think of the show. Send us over all the social media. Just drop us a line. Say hello. What you think of the show and uh, if you have any ideas for us. What you'd like to hear. We're always happy to hear that sort of stuff. And if you have not got your tickets to the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium, you might be a bit out of luck. Yes. They had 20 left yesterday. Okay. And they were going. Yeah. Because they had 40 left the day before. And it's still a month away. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. you may be out of luck. Yes. So if you are going to the Ontario Winter Camping Symposium, we will be there. Hunt us down. Yes. And say hello. And we're friendly people. We don't bite except, you know, if you want to. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're holding a chocolate bar. (laughs) You might lose a finger. So, yeah, hunt us down, say hello, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll chat with you for a bit. Yes. Might even pass you off one of our new Paddling Adventures Radio podcast stickers. There you go. And stick it on something. (laughs) So I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley. And I'm Derek Specht. We'll see you next time.